Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Talk with Audrey. California's insurers are financing the rebuilding of the state's wildfire-ravaged communities, but there are some insurers who are reducing their exposure to the state's risk after the 2017-2018 disasters. My guest today is Michael Berry, the Senior Vice President and Head of Media and Public Affairs for the Insurance Information Institute. We're going to talk about the affordability, the availability of homeowners insurance in California, as well as some trends impacting the state because of its recent wildfires. Welcome, Michael. Good to be with you, Audrey. Thanks so much for joining me. Tough topic because there has been so much destruction in 2017 and 2018. Exactly how much did the California wildfires cost insurers? Well, those two years, you look at 2017, 2018, auto home and and business insurers in the state of California paid out nearly $25 billion to their customers. And this is helping the state of California rebuild. I mean, you had some really extraordinary events, 2017, uh, up in Santa Rosa, the northern part of the state. You have the Tubbs fire. Uh, And then you look at 2018, about a year ago, uh, the the so-called campfire up in Paradise, California, had terrible loss of life, 85 people, uh, and $8 billion worth of damage just in the campfire alone, which made it the the costliest wildfire uh, in U.S. history in terms of insured losses. That's a lot of money. And it was indeed a tragedy that these fires happened and people lost their homes and what have you. How was most of the money used? Did most people rebuild or do you have data on that? Well, we don't have data on this. I mean, this is we, unfortunately the insurance industry has, has seen some extraordinary events in recent years. I've been in this business about 15 years and look back at Katrina. Really the, the, uh, the homeowner is not under any obligation to rebuild in that location. They can take the uh, their insurance proceeds and move somewhere else if, in fact, they that they choose to do so. Now, of course, if you had a total loss, now all of a sudden, well, what am I left with? Well, I have the empty lot. Well, you can sell the empty lot because that uh, is something that you own if you are the owner of the of the property. But uh, the, uh, the the policyholder, the customer, is under no obligation to rebuild there. But in a lot of a lot of parts of California, of course, are beautiful. And, you know, Santa Rosa, uh, where the Tubbs fire occurred, a lot of people are choosing, uh, understandably so, to rebuild uh, in that location. And if people rebuild, is there do they have the same insurer or do they have to change insurance? What happens after that rebuild and after you get the money and, you know, the home's up and you're again looking for insurance? Well, I would say the overwhelming majority of Californians, their insurer renews their policy and and continues to uh, to underwrite their risk. There are, however, some insurers who are issuing what's called non-renewal notices. And by the way, that's that's something an insurer does with great reluctance. They're in the business of gaining market share and collecting premiums and and, and helping uh, customers and, and selling them other products. Uh, so an, a non-renewal notice is something that's done with great reluctance. But it's really, in California, one of the things that's going on, and there's a lot going on in Sacramento, uh, it's t- tough to get a, uh, for insurers, it's tough for them to get uh, regulatory approvals to price the policies to reflect the risk. So the, so some insurers are just saying, look, we're going to have to reduce our exposure if we cannot uh, collect enough premiums to, to, uh, to operate uh, profitably in the, in the state. 
and why is it that they that they can't price it? Well, there's a couple of, couple of things for your for your listeners to keep in mind. First off. Each line of business, the insurance industry is very heavily regulated. Let's start with that. And it's regulated at the state level. And the other thing is when a state like California has extraordinary losses, uh, the insurer, uh, if they're operating nationally, they can't take money from other states and throw it into California. If I had a good year in, I don't know, in Texas and, and move the money around. So each line of insurance has to stand on its own in each state. So what happens is when the, when the insurer is going uh, for rate filing and seeking a rate increase uh, in the state of California, there's a couple, there's a couple of things that California uh, doesn't allow an insurer to, to calculate when asking for a rate increase. And that is one is the cost of reinsurance, which is basically insurance for insurance companies. And California is also very uh, – uh, doesn't allow insurers to use cat- catastrophe risk models. Basically, these are models that – uh, assess the risk that the insurer is taking on when insuring the property. That's another thing that uh, California Department of Insurance does not allow uh, for use in the rate filing. Interesting. So what's a non-renewal notice and how does that differ from just an out-and-out cancellation? A cancellation is basically you, you did one of two things as a customer. You didn't pay the premium or you made a material misrepresentation at the time you got the application. So, so that that's why you know I'm in the business. So I I, I look look at these words and I'm like, non, you know, I see some. Most of the media does a very good job, but some of the, some of the reporters sometimes say, oh well, they're canceling. No, no, uh, it's a non-renewal, and again, done with great reluctance. And basically, what happens is at the end of the policy period, the insurer says, look, uh, we're giving you 45 day days notice to find another insurer. Now, mind you, if, if I were counseling somebody who got that letter, I would try and appeal that decision. The insurer wants to keep you, and sometimes they'll, they'll overturn their own decision. Oftentimes, it's going to take the, uh, the customer is going to have to uh, go back to the insurer and say, well, I'm going to do A, B, and C to reverse your decision. Now, what's A, B, and C? It might be um, create defensible space around their property, uh, you know, maybe retrofitting their home, maybe getting a, a roof that's uh, better able to withstand wildfire. And this is another thing I think for your listeners in California, the big how do wildfire spread? There's a lot of research out there that shows it's really the embers that spread from house to house. So trying to close the vents or seeing to it that there are vents around your home that will screen out the embers because a lot of these wildfires, the embers get in the house and the, and the house burns from the inside out. Wow, who knew that? Oh my goodness. So if you get a a non-renewal, if you as a customer received a non-renewal, you would try to appeal it. I would. And I was talking with a couple of people in California. I knew I'd be talking to you today. And I was like, well, what's the likelihood that the insurer is going to, you know, overturn its own decision. I mean, a lot of thought went, and the answer that came back to me was they want to keep you as an, as a, as a customer. So, and the other thing, the, the downside risk for the insurer is you probably don't, only have a homeowner's insurance policy with them. I, and I've known this from dealing with other states. What happens is an insurer issues a non-renewal notice for, to a homeowner, and, and the insurer understands this. That customer also has an auto insurance policy with you. They might have a term life insurance policy with it, and they take their entire business elsewhere. So, so this creates you know, a lot of ripple effects in the industry, and that's why the non-renewal notice is done with such re- great reluctance at the at, from the insurer's perspective is they have to have the financial resources to pay all the claims. I mean, in California over the past year or so, um, you had some insurers 
collect, you know, paying out a dollar seventy cents for every dollar in premium collected. It's an unsustainable business model. So it's it's tricky. Then I mean, so say that you had to collect on your insurance because you unfortunately lost your home. Mm-hmm. Does that same insurer then reinsure you automatically and tell you what it is you need to do in order to? have a a home that they can insure again? Or do you need to do all of that before you even rebuild your home and seek insurance? Well, that's a good point. I think the insurer's with you all the way on this. Okay, let's say we're going to use the example that you just gave me in terms of somebody who suffered a total loss. The insurer uh, is going to see you through the process. They're going to know uh, the type of house that you're rebuilding because Again, in, in the event of a total loss, and this is just another, just another tip for for people who are in, you know, looking at their homeowner's insurance policy and what does this all mean? The 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 dwelling protection coverage on your homeowner's insurance policy, there's going to be a number there, and it's going to, and it's let's say it's three hundred thousand dollars. And how did how did the insurer arrive at three hundred thousand dollars on the dwelling protection coverage? That's the insurer's calculation of what it would cost to rebuild your house in its current location in the event of a total loss. So it's key to get that number right. So, but now let's talk about somebody who had a $300,000 total loss. The the home that is rebuilt, the insurer uh, is happy to work with the customer in terms of building a structure that might better be able to withstand a wildfire if uh, if another wildfire were to go through that community. I think, uh, uh, hope it doesn't. I mean, in a place like Santa Rosa, Santa Rosa, you know, you look at the Tubbs fire in 2017. I think the thing among many things that was scary about that is Santa Rosa has 175,000 people in it and 5% of its housing stock was impacted by this. And that's, that's really, you know, these were not homes that were out in the middle of the woods. These were homes in a, in a major, uh, pretty major metropolitan area in Northern California. Whoa. Okay. So what if you're a renter and okay. you lost your home and you get a non-renewal? A renter will in all likelihood have a, uh, an easier time because the uh, the structure is owned by the landlord. So if I'm getting a renter's insurance policy, what am I, do, what am I getting for that? I, the way I had an, an agent say to me one time, this is the best way to think about what the renter's insurance policy, you know, imagine your apartment and now turn it upside down and what falls out. That's what you need to insure. These are your belongings. And people will say, well, I don't have that much in the way it belongs. Well, if you turn the the unit upside down, you'd be surprised how many things that are quite expensive come out. You know, your, all of your furniture, your TV, your bed, your um, whatever else you may have, valuables in the, in the house. Um, so anyway, a renter's uh, insurance policy, if it got non-renewed, uh, oftentimes that's going to be uh, easier to find a successor renter's insurance uh, because, again, the structure is uh, owned by somebody else. Okay. Well, that's that's good news then. I've uh, heard about California's Fair Access to Insurance Requirements Plan. Uh, can you tell us about that? Sure. The, the California Fair Plan is the property insurer of last resort. So if you're, uh, and it also has very uh, the, the limited coverages. So the California Fair Plan today is only going to cover me uh, or the customer for a fire-related risk. So all the other things that I get in a standard homeowner's insurance policy, for instance, it's going to cover me for theft. It's going to cover me for wind-caused damage. It's going to cover me in the event somebody slips and falls on my property and I get sued, you know, the liability provision. The California Fair Plan is very limited. It's going to cover me 
for fire-related risks. Um, but again, by the time the customer gets there, they have exhausted all their other options. And I would start with, again, we're coming back to the non-renewal and the appeal didn't go too well. And now I have 45 days to find another insurer. I would call an insurance professional in my neighborhood, find out who else is uh, insuring properties in the community um, and try and look not to get too insurancy on your listeners, but you know, there's basically three things. There's the admitted market, the specialty market, and then the fair plan as the last resort. The admitted market is the name brand auto and home insurers that most of your listeners would be familiar with. The specialty insurers are probably not as well known. They cover high-risk properties at a higher price, I should add. And then having failed all that, uh, your, your plan C basically is the California fair plan. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It's just, it seems, it's a lot to take in. <laughs> so you really have to talk. I it think. is, it is. It's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's, it's worth it. It, it. it is, but you know, we're talking about the single biggest investment that people make and making sure you have the right insurance coverage uh, for your property is, is essential. So it's worth, worth the time. And there are plenty of insurance professionals out there who want to help you. They realize that not everybody's an insurance expert, but I think the, you know, the key thing is making sure you have enough to rebuild in the event of a total loss. A lot of people don't walk into their insurance agent's office or insurance professional's office and imagine the day when, uh, when there's a total loss. I mean, there may, and oftentimes it isn't, you know, it's a partial loss depending on what part of the country you're in. Um, but we've seen in California uh, too many total losses last couple of years, and that's why uh, um, it's important to get that number right in terms of the dwelling protection coverage number. You know, what is, What's it going to cost to rebuild in the current location in the event of a total loss? Right, and it also means that if you're looking to buy a home, that that's really something you have to consider as well. So Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot goes into that equation. Michael, where can people go for some more information? Well, the Insurance Information Institute is online at iii.org. Uh, should say here, we're an industry-funded consumer education organization. We don't do any lobbying. Uh, we're here to explain what insurance is and how it works. And uh, uh, your listeners are uh, welcome to come up to iii.org and, and get information on auto, homeowners, business insurance. We've got a lot of great content up there. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. Because it sounds like you need somebody to help you wade through it all. So, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, and it's uh, yeah, I'm biased, but it's very well written and uh, very informative. All right, well, thank you very much, Michael Berry, for joining me. Um, we've been talking, guys, about uh, the affordability and availability of homeowners insurance in California, and some of the trends that could impact you um, because of the recent wildfires. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.